Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Win Pod Repeat. I'm Sam Anthony. Alongside me, Spencer Wellington, as always. We got five games in the books here for the Boston Red Sox so far. Two and three record. Uh, some highs, some lows. Uh, a lot of frustration from Red Sox Twitter regarding the offense, uh, the starting pitching. Um, good, bad, positives. Spencer, uh, this was actually maybe a quick intro for me, and we're just going to toss right into baseball since we do have baseball to talk about. We got a lot uh, first about. five games. Just give me your uh, initial reactions. Yeah, because we got a lot to talk about. Um, well, as I said before we started the podcast, I would have been ripping this team to shreds if they didn't win today. <laughs> I was uh, just kind of taking the broad view of the first four games and being like, ah, oh, it's four games. It doesn't doesn't really matter what happened. And then we got to this game, and I saw that Tyler Alexander was starting. I was like, all right. This guy sucks. Let's beat the shit out of him and win this game. Because you don't want to like lose this game and then have Erod starting against us tomorrow. And then you could go home one and five. You don't want that. Um, so, but they did win today. We had a three-part plan. Part one was uh, Kike get some hits. Part two was we score some runs off Tyler Alexander. Part five was that Rich Hill gives us five quality innings. So that was not looking good after five innings because Rich Hill didn't make it through five innings and we didn't have any runs and Kike didn't have any hits. So the plan was was rough, but then Kike got a hit. We scored some runs and ultimately won the game. So we're, now, we're two and three. It's five games. None of it really means that much, but uh, we're going to overanalyze all of it. Absolutely, because, you know, what else is baseball media for than reading way too far into just like every – single little detail exactly um, gotta work with what we got because it yeah so well it's interesting so we'll we'll start off with um with with kike because obviously won his first 19 at bats without a base hit uh and there were people that were concerned but again small sample size his next two at bats were two doubles yeah uh and that he, does a lot to really make you feel shit. better yeah hard. exactly mm-hmm mm-hmm no, I mean, this whole thing is going to be fall, small fucking sample size theater. And it's it's amazing to me how quickly people forget a lot of things. Number one was that we started 0-3 against the Orioles I literally did forget that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was mm-hmm. miserable because, you know, being from Baltimore, having a bunch of Orioles uh, fans as friends and family, that was, that was a tough look. And then we but beat, it was like a, it was only a small later, victory, but, you know. know. Yeah, listen, uh, good for good for Orioles fans because it's, it is going to be another rough year. Glad that in twenty twenty one they could have like a week where they felt really good about themselves. Yeah. Um, but I will say, uh, first off, the Brewers have been letting me down. But who thought that was going to be a good series? Uh, Orioles taking the first game of that one, and uh, it's a tie game as we record this podcast right now. Is it really? I got to check that out. Uh huh. Uh huh. We love early Let's season go, baseball where Brewers. we're getting read into everything. <laughs> Hunter Renfro. I mean, I also uh, I guess let's go O's because I picked the Cardinals in the Central. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, that my. But again, I I've apparently been very dreadful at picking the NL Central because I shat on the Brewers last year and was very wrong, and now I'm high on the Brewers, and it's not it's not a good look. Swinging wildly in either direction. Yeah, but it's fine. The, the Blue Jays look good, so that's I guess a prediction that you know. Wow. Have to be good, unique prediction there, Sam. You really went on. on the 
Let, hey, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. There's, we're, we're trying our best. Uh, I'm, I'm here to just observe the stats. I never, I never said to, that I was the, uh, the all-seeing eye. So, uh, at least not on the podcast. Back to, no, not on the podcast. But back to my point. Uh, we forgot about the fact that the Red Sox lost three games to the Orioles to start the year, uh, and we seem to have forgotten that Kike Hernandez was the best hitter in the playoffs last year for the Red Sox. Uh, and the way he finished last season for the Red Sox, where he was one of the best leadoff hitters in baseball. So, you know, it's just, I don't know. I I, yeah, I and just we, think it's funny. We forget, too, that for the first two months of last season, Kike, you know, was in the leadoff spot, and he was terrible. He, we had the worst. And we were clamoring, why is Kike out of the in leadoff the leadoff spot, spot in the whole league? We had, you know, and all the questions were like, who do we put there? It can't be Kike and stuff like that. And then he swung back in the other direction. So I, I still don't think he's your ideal leadoff hitter against lefties. Sure. But yeah, uh, I mean, it worked for two months, two or three months last year in the playoffs. So you're going to need it to go longer than a couple weeks, you know, before you consider changing that up. Maybe your guy Verdugo should yeah. lead off against righties, but you know, Listen, uh, before uh, today's performance, uh, which from my guy Verdugo, I mean, listen, still some hard hit balls, but a lackluster play in the field that I wasn't happy about. Um, he had been great. I was really happy about the first four games of Alex Verdugo. Um, some gold glove level play in left field before today. <laughs> uh, and just crushing the ball. And he's still crushing the ball. I mean, he didn't get on base today, but some hard hits. And, man, it's baseball. That's what you're going to see. You know, there, there's yeah, times where... Contact. Which is which is what you want to see, and especially you know the way that this. See, I mean, I will say, um, you know, we've seen good stuff from JD, we've seen good stuff from Devers, we've seen good stuff from Verdugo, Kike finally showed us some stuff today, um, and so has Bogarts, and Trevor Story's been you know with he's had food poisoning, so the guys that you you know expected to be good, they haven't been. Besides Devers, they haven't been great, but it's not like they, besides Kike that they were absolutely abysmal. Yeah, um, It's the guys that we kind of expected were going to lag behind. The the Vasquez, Arroyo, Arauz, now at second base. Yeah, uh, of the lineup Jackie Bradley. Look. And especially when mm-hmm. Story's out, the last two games have been just, I mean, the last three games. It's been it, so yeah. bad. It becomes the bottom half of the lineup rather than just the, the bottom three. Exactly. It, you know? And, and that does, it, it makes a big difference when you're talking about, you know, three, potentially four extra bats from a guy who's an all-star hitter. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't care what you say. I, it made me laugh that he started, what, 0 for 5, another overreaction. Everyone, you know, there was all these people on Twitter being like, he can only hit in Colorado. Yeah. And I'm just like, holy like Yankee shit. fans uh, booing Stan in his debut when he was first traded to them. Remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or uh, or the Mets fans just immediately going after Lindor. Uh, oh, granted, yeah. he did have a strong, you know, bad, really bad first half, but yeah, it probably was, didn't help. That, that was a really he, bad start. Really bad. Mm-hmm. Tough. And and I like Lindor, and I love my guy Buck Showalter. So, uh, you know, as much as it's the Mets, I would like to see the Mets play better just because of those guys. Yeah. And just because then we can troll Philly fans. That's the best part, really. So, uh-huh. So, but yeah, um, you know what, listen, 
uh, a final initial reactions to these first five games, uh, I feel fine. <laughs> I'm not like on yeah, top of the I'd world. Say that's probably accurate. But like it's, fine. it's just one of those things where you remember it's it's April twelfth. Yeah, you know, I just it's five games. And so you know, you're, you're going to have two and three stretches in five games. So many times you're going to have year. stretches where guys slump. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and you know, more positives that we can get into later. But I liked what we saw from Michael Waka. Um, I initially liked the first three innings from Rich Hill. Yeah. Before the wheels kind of came off the wagon there. Um, the bullpen has been fucking awesome, highlighted by Garrett Whitlock, who, like you said, I mean, we've talked about this. You're giving him that money because you expect him to be a starter, and you kind of saw that today when he went four hitless innings to close it out. Dude, They're stretching um, him. They're like, trying what, to see what 40 he can pitches? do. That was insane. Yeah, like he 39 was just pitches. mowing yep. him down, and he like there was a couple of pitches where it seemed like he was throwing a fastball right down the middle and blowing guys away with it. Like Miguel Cabrera couldn't mm-hmm. touch it, so he's got some yep. wicked movement on. Basically, all of his pitches, his fastball, his slider, his changeup. You know, he's got three good pitches. He's he's going to be a starter eventually. And that's, like I said, when he got that extension, um, that's news that happened over the weekend. He, yeah. I, at first, I was like, you know, our only experience to that point in the season, he pitched one time. It was two innings in New York. So I was like, why are we paying him that much money? When he's still mm-hmm. pre-arbitration, like he doesn't even hit arbitration until twenty twenty-four, that would yeah. that would be his first year. Um, so it's like, why are you paying him now? But they clearly plan on him pitching a lot and him building that yeah. value going forward. So, well, exactly. And so you're hoping that when he hits arbitration, I mean, that's going to be a fucking bargain. Yeah. Which again, I mean, you know, what? it's so and I and I love this is what I love about the Red Sox is you know there are teams that will do deals like that because they, you know, it's the young guy. They want to lock him up, whatever. But like, this feels like it was really thought through. Um, it feels like they have a plan. Yeah. Forget Whitlock, you know, like this was obviously at some point. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's interesting. I, I wonder if, you know, in the plan of getting guys like Rich Hill and Michael Waka and knowing that, you know, you're really hoping on a good day, you're going to get five good innings. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially at a Rich Hill later in the season. You know, it was interesting. I wonder if the plan going in was, hey, we're going to see how much we get out of Rich Hill. Uh, and then, you know, fifth inning on is going to be you, Garrett. Because that, that's kind of what it, it felt like I mean, was, you know, even coming in. If you can get this kind of outing every third game, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, have a starter. That's, get, that's fucking great. Have a starter get you into the fifth put another reliever in to get you out of the fifth. And then, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you can get actually five, that's obviously preferable. Even better. But, you know, use one other reliever to get you through the fifth. And then Whitlock can throw four innings. Are you kidding me? Scoreless innings to close out the game. That's crazy. Yeah. No, big. And, you know, it does. It impresses me because there are so many guys who I feel like, and I feel like that's changing in baseball as we change from, you know, really traditional defined roles. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it feels like guys who are starter material like that don't know how to come into a game, you know, without having warmed up to go into a start like that. And sure. the fact that you can just put in Garrett Richards and get four innings out of him. Garrett Willock. And he doesn't seem to care. Sorry. Yes. Garrett Willock. <laughs> did I say Garrett Richards? You did. Oh, yeah, no. Not, not, not the same Richards. guy. We don't want him in the not game. Not Garrett Richards. <laughs> no. Garrett Whitlock. Uh, get that on the record that I am talking <laughs> about Garrett Whitlock. Uh but yeah, to have Garrett Whitlock be able to come in 
at any point. And the fact that he doesn't care, I, I think that's even better. Cause again, you have so many guys with egos that are like, I'm the eighth inning. I'm the ninth inning guy. I won't do anything else. I can't do anything else, but it's like yeah. for him, he, you know, and again, baseball's changing. You understand high leverage situations. The ninth inning may not always be the most important inning. Maybe we need you to come in in the fourth inning to get us out of a jam. Maybe that's the most important inning in the game. Uh, it feels like there's a culture of guys that get that. And having a guy like Garrett Whitlock, I mean, that just, and that just increases your value. I mean, yeah. it's exciting. And having an outing like that is so good in these types of situations. It's so good that Alex Cora is prepared to use him in this way because you think about it okay tomorrow we've got nate back on the mound right you expect yep. six good innings from nate tomorrow and then your entire yeah. bullpen pretty much is available to close that out and then you have an eight, a day off the next day it's like that so mm-hmm. you can use you can mix and match whoever you need the rest of the way yeah. you know mm-hmm. so it, it just puts you in a really good spot to win the next game too and, and start rolling from there yeah no, so uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully I'm people excited. don't listen to this I, on Thursday and we've lost on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting because um, you know they were talking about it on the Nesson broadcast yesterday about the fact that they played the Sunday night game. They get into Detroit at four in the morning. They couldn't stop talking about that a day game. <laughs> I know that you know. Listen, it's early in the season. I, I don't think there's that much to talk about. That's true. <laughs> Um, so, but I thought it was an interesting point, um, in the sense that how big it was for them to, cause Eckersley was saying that, you know, it's not so much the first game that really throws you off. Cause you're still kind of in go, go, go. It's that second game where you're, it finally kind of hits you. You get a chance to slow down for a minute. Yeah. Um, well, but them going and winning this game, having a one o'clock game today, like, what is that? Oh, nuts. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? already... <laughs> You know, you get yesterday over with after coming in at 4 a.m. We know that. But then yep. you throw a 1 o'clock game after that, and then another 1 o'clock game? Like, what, what the fuck are we doing? Fuck the Tigers, man. Yeah. yeah. Let's just get that well, out there. First off, <laughs> listen, do I love being able to watch the Red Sox during my work day? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, listen, th- this is a lot. You know, eventually, like, my boss, thank God my boss is on vacation this week. Yeah. He'll never listen to this podcast. Eventually, so I need to get work done. Yeah, eventually somebody's going to be like, wow, Sam's been watching the Red Sox. Like, and literally today, I'm the fucking worst. Uh, I didn't really have a lot to do. So Red Sox game ends. You know, you have MLB TV. I'm like, no, Pirates are Pirates are 4 o'clock, boom. Yeah. <laughs> right this, after. This yep. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Really good use of my resources. It's fine. There you go. I mean, so, it's I, not our fault they scheduled the game when they did. Absolutely. And, you know. What are we going to do? Not watch it? trying to. Well, yeah, we had to podcast about it. It's it's important. Yeah. This is for the people. Exactly. I consider it. I consider it work. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> investing in our <laughs> investing in our future careers. Absolutely. So, uh, and speaking of guys who you know could be investing in future roles, I'm going to try and segue here. Uh, Jake Diekman, Sunday Night Baseball seems even though he said he quote doesn't give two shits, uh, seems to have invested and really made the case that uh, he's in the running to be the Red Sox closer. Uh, yeah. What do we think? No arguments here. I mean, he struck out the side yeah, against I, the Yankees. I was thinking back the next day how you have that judge at bat where judge keeps fouling off pitches. It really didn't feel like he was about to strike out the side at that point. It felt like judge was about to hit no. a tank and that game was about to be tied. Cause especially because 
Yeah, especially because like he was coming at him in the zone. It wasn't like he was dancing away from Aaron Judge, right. and that made me a little nervous. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was like, throw him a meatball, and he's just gonna make you fucking pay for sure. Um, but you know, he did get him, and then he got the next two. Um, seems like the best alternative we have right now. It's not. I mean, yeah. Whitlock is is too good to use in that role, honestly. Like, oh, absolutely. He needs to be yeah. doing what he's doing, and. Yeah, it's it's not going to be Matt Barnes. I mean, you can tell me what Matt Barnes looked like. I missed the, that part of the game on Monday. Um, I I honestly, again, the biggest thing, and this is what I told you when it happened. But the biggest thing for me with Matt Barnes is that his fastball velo was was better. Again, his yeah. his year average last year was a ninety five point eight mile an hour fastball. Mm-hmm. He topped out at ninety five point three. Um, so right. it's still below average. But considering he was throwing 92-93 in, in spring. spring training, um, does give me belief that, you know, they fixed whatever mechanical back, whatever issue he was having, or at least have, Are we buying you know, that? made progress. Are we buying the back issue? Uh, listen, I don't buy it. I think, like you were saying and what you've been saying all along is, you know, obviously there was some stuff he needed to work out and he wasn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me is fine. You know, it's like, it's dude, I, I know you don't watch hockey, but like hockey all the time guys will be at what lower, lower body injury. And that's all they'll tell you. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, what does that mean? Like, do we know lower body day to day, week to week? We don't know. So I was, listen, whatever it takes. I was surprised that he pitched yesterday cause it was tied when he pitched yesterday. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I very nervous. I thought that the back issue was like, uh, a cover for them wanting to put him in a game where it was out of hand. Either we were winning by multiple runs or we were down. Yeah. Multiple runs. Absolutely. Basically just so you can see him and see like, yeah. you know, you can only see so much in a bullpen or in a simulated game. Yeah. You, eventually you got to see him. Or even in spring him. training when games don't matter. Right. Eventually you got to see him against major league hitters, but you don't want that to be in a high leverage situation, especially against yeah, the Yankees. Game. So, yes. you know, I, they kind of kept waiting for that. It kept not coming. Maybe Alex Gore just said, screw it, you know, on Monday. And, um, yeah, maybe that was just it. And they said they couldn't push it anymore. They had to pitch him. So, I, yeah, yeah, good that he threw a scoreless inning and hopefully he builds on it. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, it to me it always seems like, and it's early, but, I mean, just watching the way the Red Sox operated, it just feels like everything has a plan. They had a plan. And I feel like Definitely. the plan was just that he wasn't going to pitch in that Yankee series. And the plan was they were like, okay – a Detroit team that's not as good, a game, you know, a team that you have some good bats in there. You know, you have guys like Miggy, you have guys like Javi Baez. You're going to face some some decent bats, guys that have been around, but, you know, guys that maybe aren't as dangerous as the top of the New York Yankees lineup. Uh, so you just wonder if they're just like, yeah, we're not going to take the chance there in the Bronx. We're going to, you know, let you have these, you know, this first half week to get right feel it out and uh we'll go from there yeah I mean, uh, but i'll tell you it worked you don't want you definitely don't want him to pitch in a close game in new york blow the game no. and then that <laughs> no. shatters his confidence the rest of the way you can't have that mm-hmm. so uh, i no. can see why they avoided that yeah i mean I, again it's it's so early it's the small sample size so we can talk about all the things we want to talk about with the grain of salt but the initial reaction to me is good um, and if if not earning the the closer rollback per se, which to me it feels like the Red Sox aren't really going to have a traditional like closer per se. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, they're 
with high bloom there, you're operating towards high leverage situations. So the guy in the ninth isn't, you know, it's not always going to necessarily be, you know, you're, you're doing it based on situations, but um, could Matt Barnes be a guy you potentially put in, in late innings games? Yeah. If he keeps pitching like he did. Um, Yeah. I mean, listen, my biggest takeaway from this first week and was, I was blown away by the bullpen. I know that, that Brazier got fucking whacked in that one part uh, against the Tigers on Monday, but uh, the FIP gods failed us there. Yeah, curse but the FIP gods. Overall, uh, the bullpen. I mean, it's operating like one of the you know best in baseball so far. And another, I mean, let's see. Hold on, I, I can pull it up here. Their bullpen ERA is down to. Let me pull it up here one sec. The beauty of. Uh, Sports technology loading. Here we go. I got it right here. Yeah, they have a one-two-seven ERA as a bullpen through five games. Um, I hate that. Obviously, regression to the mean. You're going to see some stuff happen. But as that stands right now, that is the fifth best bullpen in Major League Baseball. If you told me that this bullpen before we started the season was going to be the fifth best in baseball, I would not have believed you because no, I would have believed, like you said, that Garrett Whitlock is going to cr- go transition to be a closer, which could st- or to be a starter, which is still going to probably happen. But there were a lot of guys to like, um, and you know, we still don't have uh, Josh Taylor back and I, that will be a great addition when you can get him back into the bullpen. Yeah. Uh, Matt Strom has pitched pretty well so far and you yeah. know, Deekman getting that save and um, Sawamura looks pretty decent so far and uh, Brazier not so great. I mean, he's the only one like that's, you know, giving up some runs, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, it looks pretty good. They haven't been, I don't know, they haven't been challenged, I would say, that much so far. No. Except no. Sunday was definitely a challenge after Hauk didn't go long and we won that game. Yeah. So I would say that was a challenge. And um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, like you said, you know, we're th- the interesting thing that to me is always telling of a really great bullpen is uh, what you do when you get put in in a situation where you're already in a jam. Mm-hmm. You know, you got guy on second and third with no outs. You know, are you going to let this get out of hand or are you going to limit the damage? And that's not necessarily keeping right. all the runs off the board, but coming in and – and because that, I mean, for the Red Sox, that was, you know, their bread and butter last year was most the second most comeback wins in baseball. Their bullpen was really great at, you know, you guys like Garrett Whitlock who could come in and get the multi-inning relief – and your offense was good enough that if you kept them in it, they were going to be able to pull out some of those wins. Mm-hmm. That's that's really what you need to see. Because again, you know, until Chris Sale comes back and God knows when, because obviously, you know, he's got to come off the IL. They're probably going to give him a couple minor league rehab starts. Um, optimistically, I'd like to say, you know, he comes back in June. Yeah. Um, but until then, you know, with even with, you know, I, I liked Waka. His changeup looked like his fucking changeup, and it was great, and it was working for him. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like we said, I don't know. Realistically, I don't expect those guys to more than, go more than five innings in an outing at yeah. the bottom of that lineup or rotation. Um, so it's going to be on the bullpen and the offense to be clicking more often. And, you know, what we saw today from the Red Sox is I think what you expect is even with a slow start, if the bullpen can keep you in the game, then they can come back and win. And those are the types of games you have to win against teams like the Detroit Tigers because, you know, obviously there's going to be some games against some good teams where if you let it get out of hand early, it's too late, but you should be winning these games against, you know, Detroit's not terrible this year, but they're 
not a great team by any means yet. Yeah. I mean, um, they're a team you should beat. That's that's for sure. Absolutely. You should win the series. You know, you don't need to sweep them every time, but I expect that they take the series tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, like, you go through the rotation one time so far, and Nate, you know, was Nate. He was filthy. He gave up, you know, a couple of homers, but that uh, is that happens sometimes. It was opening day. It's his first start. He had, you're going to have a couple of bad pitches, but overall he was filth. Um, it's so it's so fun yeah. to watch him when he's on like that. Pavetta, I can't complain. Like he was out there a little too long, no. but other than that, he was you know really good. He got out of a couple jams, and then you get to the last three, and it's like okay, what what are we going to have here? How looked good through two innings. He, you know, his stuff is is nasty but he kind of lost control of it in the third inning. And that's when he runs into trouble is you could see that the Yankees players and the crowd were starting to get pissed at him because he couldn't fucking control anything. He was getting close to hitting guys. And so don't feel so great about how, then you get Michael Waka, like you said, he looked pretty decent Four innings. What did he give up one run? I'll take that for his first time out. I feel pretty decent, you know, going forward with that. And then Rich Hill, the curveball looks, you know, good today. He just has so little room for error. So he can have, you know, three quick innings that look really good. And you're like, all right, we're rolling. And then all of a sudden you give up three runs. So yeah, ideally he's not in your rotation in two months, but we'll see. Yeah. I was going to say, and again, part of me feels like that's the reason you went and get a guy like Rich Hill when you know that, you know, Chris Sale, I know that we didn't think he was going to be hurt, but Chris Sale and then James Paxton, are going to be back at some point. Mm-hmm. You also feel like Garrett Whitlock will slide into the rotation at some point. Right. Uh, potentially, you know, you have other options. You have Connor Siebold down in the minors. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I looking at what the Red Sox did in free agency and the way that it's it's panned out through the first, you know, time through the rotation, um, the moves make a lot of sense because it's like you, ha- you didn't want to, you know, obviously lock down anybody long-term when you believe that you have guys in the system that are going to come up right. and do some things. Um, and you're hoping that, you know, the guys can fill holes and you're happy with, you know, I mean, again, if we had Chris Sale out there, I'd be pretty happy with, uh, you know, Sale, Evaldi, Pavetta, top three. Mm-hmm. I'd be pretty happy with that, especially, oh, with, absolutely. Bullpen, especially with the offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get to talk more about this, uh, going on, uh, you know, how we feel about it when we get more times through. And like you said, if the rotation changes or not, um, these guys end up being great. That's awesome. Um, hell man. You know, Michael Walker, like, you you know, we're talking about that change is fucking awesome. And, you know, he could go out there and give you three really good innings. If he ends up being a guy that ends up just being like a long reliever who can kind of fill whenever we need to fill in for a starter that gets chased early. It's not a not a terrible option. Yeah, I think I think my takeaway from the first time through the rotation is like we can live with this for the next two months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's not going to be awful. You know, it's not Martin Perez and Garrett Richards out there. It's It's better than that, I think. So yeah, that, I would agree that's, with that. That's yep, something. I would agree. It's a good place to start. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Uh, so on a, on a, like a really brief side note before <laughs> we start talking about how fucking great Raphael Devers has been. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I, you know, people have been tweeting about how they love them. Like Travis Sotrick said he loves it. I fucking can't stand those baseball Zen commercials. Dude. I can't do it. Dude. They're so bad. 
Like, like, show me the highlights. Like, the highlights were great. Like, even if they were so the same thing over and over again. People got so tired of the highlights. And I know on Effectively Wild, they made fun of, like, the wham, 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 wham. Like, because you just get so used to yeah. that. Um, and so yeah. they, like... You hear it in your sleep if you, like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> you really do, because you, if you're falling asleep with baseball. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, I'd rather that than, like, what is the, what is the point? You're not even advertising anything. Like... Yeah, well, it's literally. And they're, are they supposed to like be trying to like embrace like the sounds of One baseball? Of like, is, it's supposed to help me like is rain. Like that's yep. that's not baseball. That's not baseball. When it happens, you don't have baseball. No. no. So what no, are we doing bad. here? It's not baseball. Then you it's baseball watch. sad. Okay, so let me lay out a scenario here. So you're watching baseball, right? And yep. and then it it starts raining, and they go into a rain delay. Do you still keep the baseball game on, Sam? Uh, no, you, no! you, in fact you come back when the game, game comes back. Out. So, and what are we listen, doing uh, as someone, cause we've, we remember that, uh, we went to that pirates Cubs game where it was raining and oh, 34 degrees. That game. That's what that makes me think of. Still the only and game we I were fucking really. miserable. Yeah, yeah. Cause it was fucking miserable. And also the <laughs> it was terrible. 14 to three or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. You know what else the rain makes me think of? When we sat in the rain of the Red Sox-Yankees game and Gary Sanchez homered in the end of the game. Only sad thoughts. That's not zen. <laughs> yeah, only sad thoughts. Terrible. Also, but, okay. while we're making fun of uh, MLB TV yeah. commercials, the fucking yeah, UV clothing, shut the fuck up. That's how <laughs> fucking clothes works. Like, what are we... Clothes have UV protection? No fucking shit they have UV protection. They, it's on top of your skin. They cover you. God damn it, and it's on all the time. It just plays, like, every other commercial is that commercial. I hate it so much. Uh, anyway. And, listen, we're only we're only five games in, so we get a whole God season damn of... Uh, <laughs> or it's an Apple right, TV it's, game it's, when I can get it. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what was it, though? Uh, I thought it was gone. That's fine. Raphael Devers! Yeah. He's been fucking great. He has been fucking First great. First swing, home run. That was awesome. Hitting 381. You can't start the season any better than that. That was so much fun starting the season that way. Absolutely. And then uh, we you lost that game. You know sad about fine. that, though? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're exactly. We're not going to talk about that. But getting to see Garrett Cole chased uh, gave me flashbacks to the wild card game. Oh, and that yeah. made me happy. Big time. Uh, also, the fact that just, man, I feel like Devers has had some really just fucking incredible home runs against the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Um, because wasn't it last year? I mean, he had the home run off Chapman. That's a, that's a notable one. But yeah, I remember last year, I think he played the Astros. And it was the whole thing about how Rafael Devers can't hit fastballs because all they were giving him was fastballs. And then, we and the then Yankees. first at bat against the Yankees into the fucking second deck in right field. I was that's like, perfection. yeah, go take your fastball and fucking, yeah. I was, <laughs> it, was, it was so, because I just remember, dude, at MLB Network, we were running like all day. It was like, you know, give me the heat maps of Devers against fastballs. Like, this is. It was incredible. It was like yeah. people thought they had like solved Rafael Devers. They were like, "This is it. We just have to only throw him fastballs." He'll never and him. no, because he—he, he, I mean, he's a smart guy and he so, adjusts and he's young. He had what three hits today, and then it, it was his fourth at bat. And there was a yeah. guy on. No, there was a guy on second. So like first was open. There was a guy on second, and they weren't yeah. intentionally walking him. And I was like, why? And then you could clearly mm-hmm. see the first two pitches. It was like, okay, they don't want to deal with him. Like, they're trying to make him get yeah. himself out. And then yeah. he swung at a ball, like, way outside. And I was like, Rafi, come on, dude. Like, you got to see what they're doing to you here. <laughs> he's, he's so eager every time. I love it. 
I was going to say, like, it's just, you know, again, I think what makes him fun, and I think one of the reasons Boston loves him, I mean, even when he, uh, what was it? It was it was today. When he when he struck out in the first AV, he thought it was a walk, and, like, he was, uh, half, he was like, going to move, like, and he just went down, and I was like, no! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, like, like Raffi, don't tear your don't fucking know. ACL walking away from the plate. Yeah, right? Oh, God. But I, I don't know. I love it. I love that. I love, you know, him fucking talking to himself where he's up there. Like, it's just, it's all, it's all great. It is. So, and, you know, let me just, I'm going to, you know, I got the stats here. So I got to let everybody know. Rafael Devers mm-hmm. through five games, 381 batting average, uh, 10, 28 OB, or OPS, uh, a home run and four ribbies, two doubles, uh, which to me, again, the two doubles, one homer is very like, that's going to be Rafi's season, man. Lots of ripping, lots of doubles, home runs to go with it. Yep. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's crazy. Uh, the, that man is going to get paid a lot of money that it's just like, we already know. It better be Everyone's been saying Boston. It. Otherwise uh, I may find a new team. <laughs> Whoever uh, Rafi yeah. goes to might be my new team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, listen, I think he'd be a lot of people's team because it, you know, it finally feels like after, you know, I feel like he got, you know, there was a handful of times he was snubbed for the all-star game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like he's finally getting the recognition he deserved. Like even MLB network this year, I think had him ranked at 21 on their top 100 players. Yeah. Um, fucking, it's, it's yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's great. I love it. You know, a top 20 player in the league. And you know, if he plays the way he's been playing so far, that's, it's only going to go up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, big on Devers. Uh, I mean, listen, I don't know if there's more to talk about besides the fact that he looked fucking great. And he's been the best part of the fucking season so far. Him and Garrett Whitlock. Those are like the, the two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, um, they're leading the team. So, yeah, absolutely. The one thing that we probably should talk about that is left yes. is uh, the, the black hole known as the last three spots in our order. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, specifically, I would think is is right field where we've seen what Arroyo and JBJ out there, and JBJ's great defensively. Also known as um, the worst but, platoon in baseball. Absolutely. So that's where we go to. You know, the Red Sox have reported interest in Michael Conforto. Where did you see that? Uh, I know you mentioned that. Uh, I haven't seen that. I've seen that. I don't like what? not believe you. I, did, I legitimately wondering. I did. I did see it in like a legitimate source. Okay. Like I'm not like some some of our friends that will just say like I saw it on Twitter. <laughs> don't mention any names. I'm literally, yeah, yeah. I, I just saw it. Like I don't even day. know the account. Yeah, it's happy birthday, Will. <laughs> All right, Conforto. Uh, oh jeez, I'm I'm really far on the, out of the line here. Uh, yeah, let's see. All right, I see. Uh, but, 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 where is it? It was a thing. I saw it. It was a report. I don't have it on, on me right now, but it was in fact a thing. And even if it's not necessarily wait, a thing, wait, but it hold on. Is. Primetime sports talk.com report. Red Sox have reached out to Michael Conforto. There we go. This Thank is from you. today. Yep. Oh, wait. Tyler yep. Milliken said. Also a valid source. Mm, is it? <laughs> I mean, like. It's at least like Boston media, I guess. Mike Deportes uh, said it. I will say, uh, Sports Illustrated. Okay, so I have this article that got posted two hours ago that says he's not close to signing with the team. I, don't, uh, I didn't think he was close. Um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously I would be something going all on. About it. They're waiting for him to get healthy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's 
not really like a, a lose as situation long as it's a there short term deal. You know. Yeah, which again, I don't think the Red Sox would sign him unless it was a short term deal. So if it doesn't work out, it's going to be clearly. But um, I could also see Conforto being a guy that wants like a one year prove it deal, mm-hmm. just so that if he can go and tear it up and get paid, and for him to be able to get put into a Red Sox lineup where he be put in a lot of situations to score runs probably yeah uh it would work out for him so i mean i'd like to see it i'm all for it i mean there's no there's no downside to it yeah i'd say because kind of you have three spots right now that aren't producing first base right field and catcher catcher is what it is like that's Around the league, most teams are not going to get. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There. That's most of baseball. And Christian yeah. Vasquez is, is great behind the plate, and he's a, he's just great for the team. So you're not going to take issue with that. Yeah. First base, you know, you have hope that Bob's going to get better, and if he doesn't, you have Cassis. Not. So yeah, did you see the 477 foot home run he hit today, dude? That was that was <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I like I like I'm saw it, and I was it. like, no I'm way. Ready for it on, on yeah. the team. But so you ha- you have that option, and then right field's just kind of like Jaron Duran question mark. At, like yeah, I feel it, like they've determined that he's not ready. That's why he's not on this team right now. New. So yeah, Which, it's I tend to agree with so that right now. Just tough right now, just because JBJ is such a tough look at the plate, and Arroyo is such a tough look in right field. Like watching him yeah. run the fly balls is is really interesting. And God, wait till he gets to right field <laughs> at Fenway Park, dude. That's not gonna be good. Yeah, that's that's the big problem. Is yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we all we face all righties in Fenway Park this year. Yeah, no, no, no lefties, not allowed. <laughs> no shot. Arroyo's gonna see it and be like, "Fuck." Yep. Yeah. Hey, listen. All I'm saying was, is I did make a couple pretty solid plays. Uh, in right field with my kickball team last night. So you're saying the Red Sox should sign you? Absolutely. I'll I'll go for below the minimum. I mean, you can't hit Listen. worse than JBJ so far. Well, you haven't seen that though. You don't know. <laughs> you could take all every the pitches and maybe walk sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be like that guy that you know, like that kid that was bad at baseball in Little League. We all knew him, who like scrunched down really low uh-huh. so that the strike zone is smaller. Yeah. And, and like lean into like, the pitch. <laughs> as, oh, I'll take so many pitches. Like I'll just yeah, yeah. I'll sell it. Like you see, get guys get out of the way. On. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to bulk up and like it's just gonna be all pads <laughs> so that like it, there's more also more likely it's gonna hit me. Yeah. Um, I will still be a wimp with pads. I'll be like, ah. <laughs> I'm really tough. This is yep, uh, big sell on me being a tough guy, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, Sign me up. Uh, softball or kickball team got a win last night, so I'm not saying, you know, I, not saying it's because of you, but you know, like it's maker. not because of you, right? I mean, we did win by one run, and I did record one RBI, so so it's because difference? of you. Absolutely, absolutely. Lock it down. Uh, <laughs> best best baseball player alive. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, that's that's going to be the interesting thing. Um, but there has, I mean, the other, I mean, obviously there are going to be other teams that are in on Conforto. Sure. Um, I don't know if there were any other names listed on that, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. So, all right. 
I'm trying to think. I think we've we've covered all the like important Red Sox things to to cover. Um, yeah, I do. Uh, you know, very important as you and me, we're both big movie guys, and the sure Red Sox am. have an off day coming up on Thursday. So we're gonna start uh, our weekly tradition whenever there's an off day of giving our off day movie picks. So uh, you, the fans, if you're thinking, hey man, Red Sox aren't playing, got a night off, maybe I just want to go catch a flick. Uh, you know, we're going to let you know what, what we're watching, what we're looking forward to. Uh, Spencer, what do we got? What's your off-day movie pick? Uh, everyone should go see Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. It is a trip. It is honestly unlike any movie I've ever seen before. And I've seen a lot of movies. You can vouch for me, Sam. I've seen a lot of movies. Absolutely. A lot of movies. And this movie is unlike... Nothing like you've ever seen before. Yeah. It's... Wow. I, I don't want to even, like, give too much of the plot or anything away you just you just got to see it and experience it and just just take it all in um there we go yeah i mean michelle i don't want to pronounce her name her last name wrong i think it's ua i'm not sure (laughs) i i can't tell you if you're wrong so we're just gonna go with it yeah yeah she's like a martial arts uh specialist and like a, a, a great actress you know besides that too and so she's really good she's you know, the main character, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. She does weird stuff like she likes to do. So, uh, and the guy, okay. You remember Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Absolutely. You remember the little kid in it? This like, yeah, the little, uh, little Asian dude. Short round. Yeah. Yeah. He's in this movie, like grown up. Oh, that's weird. It's wild. Has he done anything <laughs> else? Do we know? Probably not. <laughs> and so I didn't even know, like, that it was him when I was watching the movie and I, I saw it mm-hmm. afterwards and I was like, Oh my God, it makes so much sense. So yeah, it, it's uh, it's great. Everyone should see it. All right. Well, I'm going to go see it just because you told me short rounds in it. And now that I just, I have to go see you, it. You do. Um, I was probably going to go see it anyway. Uh, my, my off day movie pick is a little bit less, uh, I guess off the wall than yours. Um, I'm going to see the new Harry Potter on Thursday. Hey. Fantastic beasts. Let's go. It's going to be good uh we got you know jude law as uh dumbledore yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be hype uh who's the dude that's replacing uh johnny depp as Grindelwald? yeah i think he's gonna be great he's great now. uh what was that movie you made me watch yeah oh another round that was the... yeah another round which was awesome that movie. it was i thoroughly enjoyed that if, if that's a third off day movie pick absolutely that's that's the one we're gonna slide that in there yep. um but yeah like that's just gonna be you know good fun for for everybody so I we're going to opening night too. yeah the first one is a lot better than the second one in I've my heard. opinion i think in most people's opinion um but also it's very interesting i didn't even think about this uh you know ezra miller being in the news <laughs> for uh uh getting drunk at a karaoke bar and um, yelling at people yeah he might uh, not be the flash anymore yeah they they warner brothers had like an emergency meeting after this happened <laughs> All right, we got some research like, to do after this podcast. Yeah, so you know, know if who you're, the fuck Ezra just, Miller is. Yeah, he's uh, but yeah, he's the Flash in Justice League. Okay. Uh, so that's the only other <laughs> relevant thing that he's really done. That I think. Oh, uh, fuck! The most relevant thing he's done is uh, Perks being a wallflower. He's the older brother. Wait, DC or not cancels? the older brother? The friend. They canceled the Flash. They canceled it. Really? That's what this. Thing I mean, says drop. Oh no just, way! 
I don't know. There's one article that says they canceled the movie and one article that says they dropped him from the movie. So I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Uh, well, seven hours ago, the Daily Mail reported the Flash's Ezra Miller dances wildly at Hawaiian bar weeks after arrest at another bar. So he clearly learned his lesson. <laughs> it sounds like a Sam Anthony trip. <laughs> yeah, listen, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if I could be a celebrity because I would definitely get drunk at a bar and get in trouble. Like it would just happen. Yeah. Like, and it probably would be like harmless in most cases, but like, because you're a celebrity, yeah, like you wouldn't it would be, be like, like malicious elevated. or anything. You just do really dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. It would like, that's all it would. They'd be like, what a fucking moron. Yeah. And that would be, that would be it. Much. Uh, so I'd have to like, listen, if I'm a celebrity, I'm also rich. I'm just going to do that shit in my mansion. So you guys can all come see me, call. you know, no cameras. Yeah. It'll be great. Well, we're just smart about it. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that's our off day movie picks. Um, and then we'll close out. All right. Looking forward. The next time that we will podcast Spencer, yep. we got one more game against Detroit, um, which will happen as people listen to this podcast, uh, on the 13th. Um, and then a weekend series against the Minnesota twins. So we get to see, uh, everyone's favorite Minnesota twin, Carlos Correa, uh, and Gary Dylan Sanchez <laughs> and Dylan Bundy. Who, by the way, uh, for anyone who was wondering, uh, pitched five shutout innings. Congratulations. Um, worth that $10 million marker that I put on him during the offseason. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, we're going to have, we're gonna have Dylan Bundy watch. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, I do too, but also at the same time, if they don't, then you're going to hear from me. Oh, I know. There's going to be like an emergency like t- uh, Twitter video where it's just going to be <laughs> being like, Dylan Bundy, undefeated best pitcher give him the Cy Young mm. genius um but yeah I mean come on lots to see there Carlos Correa Gary Sanchez uh Gio Urshela um all of our favorite former Yankee slash Astros um yeah. I don't know I mean I I don't know if you caught any of the twins uh Mariners series no, um I didn't uh it was I mean you know the Mariners still kind of look like the Mariners but <laughs> they aren't putting up a lot of runs yeah uh and they're gonna win a lot of tight games um, Carlos Correa hit his first home run as a Minnesota twin. Um, but besides that, hasn't really done a lot so far. Um, that will probably change because yeah. it's Carlos Correa and he is in fact good at baseball. Um, and, uh, yeah, Gary Sanchez is, you know, Gary Sanchez. So he hit some dingers and strikes out a lot. Absolutely. Uh, and Jared Carabas still trolls him on Twitter, which nice. is absolutely awesome. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I mean, you know, I think that will be an interesting series. Um, and that's back at Fenway. So home opener. Um, excited to have baseball back in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, hope the Fenway faithful show that energy. Uh, and yeah, I we mean. We got Marathon that, Monday coming yeah. up on Monday. Right. Which uh, when I was in school, that was my favorite day because the teachers would always let us watch the Red Sox game. Really? Um Oh, the perks are growing up in New England, man. Huh. Yeah, Marathon Monday. Um, you would either, like, I would be in class in one of two. Like, they would probably have, like, the Marathon stream on and the uh, Red Sox game. Hmm. Which is weird, because, like, watching a Marathon stream fucking sucks. No offense to other people that run the Marathon. Yeah, I that doesn't sound exciting at marathon. all. But unless I know somebody who's running in the Marathon, uh, I'm not, yeah, not going to actively root for you. I mean, congratulations to everybody. Because, like, first off, like, you have to, like, qualify to run in the Boston Marathon. Mm-hmm which means there was shit you had to do before that. Right. Um, whew, whew, no, <laughs> we'll never. Listen, I, I got this rowing machine behind me, Spencer. Hey, you're in the running um, club. You'll be there in no time now. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, we drink beers after we run. Did I? Yeah, you know, everybody needs to know that. Too. It's true. Motiva- Listen, whatever intrinsic, extrinsic motivation you need uh, to get you to go run, absolutely. The whole time I'm running, I am thinking about that beer. It's yeah. called a Good Morning Vietnam that I get. It's like a coffee blonde ale. Pretty good. Coffee beer? That yeah, sounds fucking amazing. Terrible. No, I'm not, not, not on that. See, I love coffee, though. I'm drinking decaf coffee right now. It's 9.20 at night. What's the, what is the point of decaf coffee? I love the taste and the smell. All right, that's fair. It smells pretty great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, it's like, you know, caffeine's a drug, and I feel like just, like, you know, like, there's, like, the electric drug. cigarettes for people that are, like, trying to, like, get off cigarettes, but they still have, like, the feel. That's why I do decaf. It's, like, you still get the feel of it, but I can go to bed at night. That adds up. That's what I equate it to. So, um, but on that note, uh, Spencer, it's been another uh, excellent podcast with you. I agree. Um well, I'm excited that we again have actually been able to talk about baseball. Uh, also, which is a fun just a, pace. a note for our, our listeners: if any of you listened to our last podcast, um, we assume you probably didn't make it too far <laughs> into that podcast, <laughs> but we appreciate any time that you did dedicate to that podcast. And uh, we, yeah, we're gonna hope to never release another podcast that is that bad. And audio and, quality. And again, listen, if you're still listening, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's also great. I mean, we must have done something right if you're back. <laughs> so, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, listen, we, you know, we're, we're starting off here still trying to get that following. But if you can, give us a follow, WinPod Repeat on Twitter. Um, I like to, you know, tweet out some fun stats. Uh, I'm not like, you know, we, we try not to be like all the other Red Sox Twitter accounts that just, that just like, comment on everything. Bombard you, yeah. yeah. We we're trying to give you the important stuff. That's it. And we're trying so to follow give us, you, like, like useful information you don't already have. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're sitting there having a debate with your Yankees fan friends, gonna, you maybe have a couple things to give. Yeah. And I'm also gonna just drop sarcastic comments because that's what I do. So absolutely. That's yeah. Absolutely. You know, I like to think it spices up the Twitter account a little bit. There you so. go. Somebody's got to. I'm not the funny one, so it's fine. I'm just the high energy. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we both right. had it. We both had Yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm going to just fucking get out of here okay. before we just fucking get awkward. All that's right, good. tune in next week, every week, win pod repeat, go socks. fuck Carlos Correa. <laughs>